Good morning, and welcome to On Target, a radio ministry of Village Bible Church in Hot Springs Village. We are located near the Coronado Center at 100 Ponderosa Way. Our Sunday morning service starts at 9.15 a.m. We hope you will enjoy and benefit from the sermon you will hear this morning. Now sit back and relax as you listen to a message by Senior Pastor Dr. Jason Lancaster.
We're breaking a tradition today, at least one. For the past 27 years, we have met down the road at the Woodlands, and so many of you have joined us over the years. But there is a tradition that actually goes back centuries, and every year at the Woodlands, we held this tradition, and that is to greet you with a classic Easter greeting. He is risen. Your response, he is risen indeed. Let me hear it from you wherever you are right now. He is risen. He is risen indeed. Now here we are on Facebook, on the website, on KVRE radio, and for some of us members and regular attenders, right outside in the parking lot, wave to one another, greet one another with a smile and a wave. That's that little bit of fellowship. Some of you haven't had a chance to do that for a little while. We look forward to the time when we can get back together physically and enjoy each other's company. But for today, we enjoy the company of the Lord. And by the way, we have a special gift again today. It's one that we've presented before, but we want you to know about it again. Uh, Jason's book, Hidden Within, will be available. It'll be on a table outside of the main doors of the church, and if you are a first-timer especially, slip by the church and pick up one of those. They'll be available right away today, and you can get them also through the coming week, maybe even the next two weeks. So stop by and pick up a book. If you're a regular attender and you've already gotten your book, feel free to pick up another one that you can pass along to a friend. We want you to have that. Now, let's sit back and celebrate. Let's pray as we lift up the Lord. Our Father, you rose from the grave. This is the day that we celebrate that. We are excited about you living for us. We're excited that we can live for you. And so today, we celebrate together. We crown you. You are indeed the King of kings and the Lord of lords. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. That paid my way, death its price. When it flowed down from the cross, my sins were gone, my sins forgot. There is a grave that tried to hide. This precious blood that gave me life In three days he breathed again And rose to stand in my defense So I come to tell So I 
Christ the blind that heals the sick and the lonely it finds it has the power to free the bound as chains they fall upon the ground so pour it out to cleanse my soul and let his liquid
Everyone has their explanation or story of how they ended up in the village. My wife and I were married in Dallas, Texas, and then we moved out to Los Angeles for about six and a half years, then to Chicago for 14, and then we finally ended up in the village. Everyone has their story and explanation of how they arrived. But how many of you can say that you were actually born inside the village. Not that you lived here and then you were born outside the village, but lived here. No, no. How many of you can say that you were born inside the village? I did a little bit of investigating work, or actually others did the investigating work, and I wanted to know, has anyone ever been born inside the village? And I discovered through my investigations, or others investigating, that there's one person and one story of someone in the early 80s who was born inside the village. Apparently, they were born in the back of an ambulance. Wow, isn't that an amazing story? What an explanation. Can you imagine saying, I was born inside the village in the back of an ambulance when I was delivered by paramedics. That's an amazing explanation. There's a lot of things in life that have amazing explanations, and we celebrate today the greatest uh, explanation of the greatest thing ever, and that is the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And here's the story. Jesus was alive on this earth. He died, and then he was alive again. <laughs> how, how do you explain that? Well, he rose from the dead. He rose from the dead, proving that he conquered death and sin and, and Satan and, and turned away the wrath of God. And, and we gather together to worship him in his resurrection. Amazing explanation. Most Easters, often, people explain the resurrection. Pastors do. But this Easter, I'm not going to explain the resurrection, but rather determine if your life can explain the resurrection. And instead of explaining the resurrection to you, can your life explain the resurrection to me? A typical Easter service would explain the details of the resurrection of Jesus. Crucified, buried, raised on the third day. But today, I want to ask if the details of your life can ex be explained by the resurrection of Jesus. Is there any part of your life that can only be explained because Jesus rose from the dead. If you look at the early followers of Jesus, their lives could only be explained because Jesus rose from the dead. Because they were one way before the resurrection and another way after the resurrection. The reality of the resurrection overhauled their lives. They were 100% transformed, so much to the point that many endured persecution and martyrdom because Jesus Christ rose from the dead. 
There's no other explanation for their changed behavior and their changed lives but the resurrection of Jesus. What about you? How's your life been changed and shaped because Jesus rose from the dead? Or do you live your life in such a way that there is no change, no shaping, and no impact due to the resurrection of Jesus? You see, true believers are impacted by the resurrection of Jesus. So much so that their lives can be explained only because Jesus Christ rose from the dead. This morning, we're going to encounter four biblical characters who had their lives overhauled, and the only explanation is that Jesus Christ rose from the dead. And as we look at their lives, let's consider our own as well. Let's start with the most obvious example, Peter. Peter moved from cowardice to confidence. Cowardice to confidence. Peter was a disciple and follower of Jesus Christ. He was arrogant and often had missteps and put his foot in his mouth on many occasions. But he loved Jesus and promised to follow him all the way to the cross until he didn't. Peter is famously known for denying Jesus not once, not twice, but three times. He even got to the point of cursing in his denial and fled away in tears. He was cowardly, scared, and bailed. But his whole life and whole world changed when Jesus rose from the dead. The resurrected Christ went after Peter, not to condemn him, but to restore him and commission him. Jesus forgave Peter and sent him on a mission. And in the book of Acts, we see the once cowardly Peter boldly proclaiming the gospel to 3,000 people. Let me read this to you in Acts chapter 2, verses 22 and 24. Men of Israel, listen to these words. Jesus, the Nazarene, a man attested to you by God with miracles and wonders and signs, which God performed through him in your midst, just as yourselves know, this man, delivered over by the predetermined plan and foreknowledge of God, you nailed to a cross by the hands of godless men and put him to death. But God raised him up again, putting an end to the agony of death, since it was impossible for him to be held in his power. Is that the same Peter who was denying Jesus at the crucifixion? Yep, same one. How can you explain that? Well, the only explanation is a resurrection explanation. Everything Jesus said was true. He is Lord. He came back to life, conquering death. He's the only way to eternal life. Peter's life on the other side of the resurrection was filled with boldness, confidence, and courage in the Lord Jesus Christ. My brothers and sisters, we live on the other side of the resurrection of Jesus. Does your life explain that reality? Are you filled with boldness, confidence, and courage in Jesus? Think of it this way. 
There is a motorcycle group called Bikers Against Bullies. Bikers Against Bullies. There was this boy who was being bullied and he was cursed at and made fun of at school because of his appearance and because he was poor. A group of bikers came together to help stop the bullying. And you can watch this video online and you see this little boy riding his bike to school with 50 motorcycles behind him. That young boy went to school with boldness, confidence, and courage. What's the explanation? 50 bikers got his back. Those are some bad dudes. Don't mess with them. And they were bringing a message that bullying isn't cool and they should stop it. In a similar way, we should be bold and confident and filled with courage in Jesus. Bold in sharing our faith. Courageous in standing on the truth of the gospel. Confident in the Lord and the Lord alone. And you say, what's the explanation for your boldness and your confidence? Well, it's because Jesus is alive. Well, now let's move on to the women, the women at the tomb. They went from being sorrowful to joyful. On the morning of Jesus' resurrection, a few women went to visit his tomb, like Mary, Jesus' mother, Mary Magdalene, who had seven demons cast out of her, Joanna, who was a financial supporter, and others. They brought spices to anoint his body. And the women didn't deny or bell on Jesus, but remained faithful. However, on that morning, they were sad and mourning as they approached the tomb of Jesus. In fact, we're told that Mary Magdalene was weeping at the fact that the body was missing when she came to the tomb. But everything changed. An angel appeared to them and told them that Jesus was alive and to go tell his disciples. We are told from the word of God that they ran to tell the disciples with great joy. And just to take their joy to another level, as they're going along, they meet Jesus. <laughs> they embraced his feet and worshiped him. Then Jesus also told them to go tell the disciples. And I'm sure they went along with elevated joy. How do you explain their transformation from sorrow to joy. Resurrection explanation. There is no other explanation but the explanation of the risen Christ. My last church was in a Chicago area and it was filled with mainly college students. And I did a number of weddings there, but very few funerals. After being in the village for about 20 months now, I have yet to do a wedding, but I've had a few funerals. And one of the ways you can see at these funerals that the survivors believe in the resurrection is the way they grieve. Outwardly, they may cry and grieve just like everyone else, but it's filled with hope. Just like it says in 1 Thessalonians 4.13, do not grieve in the same way as those who have no hope. We grieve, but we grieve with hope. Jesus has risen from the dead. And all those who have faith in Jesus 
will live with him forever. And ultimately, our sorrow will be turned into joy because Jesus is alive. Now let's consider the Apostle Paul. Paul moved from persecuting to proclaiming. Persecuting to proclaiming. The Apostle Paul was a persecutor of Christians before he became a sold-out promoter and proclaimer of the gospel. Galatians 1.13 For you have heard of my former life in Judaism, how I persecuted the church of God violently and tried to destroy it. Paul hated Christians. He wanted to arrest them, destroy them, and rid the earth of them. He was present and gave approval when a believer named Stephen was stoned to death. He believed Jesus was a false prophet and heretic. But then something changed. The Apostle Paul was headed out one day to arrest Christians as he went along the road to Damascus. The resurrected Jesus, who was now in heaven, spoke to him and said, Why are you persecuting me? After that encounter, everything changed. Paul started promoting and proclaiming Jesus. He planted churches. He equipped leaders. He wrote a big chunk of the New Testament and gave his all for Jesus. I love what the early church said about him in Galatians 1.23. He who used to persecute us is now preaching the faith he once tried to destroy. And we also know that Paul endured sufferings, hardships, beatings, imprisonment, and eventually was executed for the cause of Christ. How can you explain such a radical transformation? Resurrection explanation. That's the only reasonable explanation for the radical change in Paul's life. The trait that Paul had and most of the early disciples had in common is that they were willing to suffer and die for Jesus. How do you explain that? Only because of the resurrection. Think of it this way. It's been likened to an employee dealing with a cruel and unreasonable boss. Then this employee inherits a ton of money. And so the employee can go to work on the last day smiling and taking whatever the superior wants to dole out. Paul can endure suffering and proclaim Christ because he knows that through the death and resurrection of Jesus, he has eternal life. He can endure and put up with whatever. And the same is true for us who are in Christ. A lot of you are going through a variety of hardships. You're going through some tough times, but you're enduring. You are not bailing because you know that there is an end to this. But some of you are at a point where you can't see it. Things are difficult. Things are challenging, and you can't see a way out. Just last night, I was mowing uh, on this little bitty riding lawnmower, uh, the, the pasture out there where I live, and The mower, happens all the time, just automatically stopped, made this terrible loud noise, and then it happened. It happened once again. It's happened many times before. The blade became tangled and intertwined with barbed wire. It's a terrible thing when that happens. 
You ever seen a blade entangled with barbed wire? Well, I haven't either. When I lived in Chicago, I was mowing my 10 by 10 lawn, so that wasn't an issue there. But it happens quite often now where I live. And I have to get up under the mower. I can't even raise it. I'm trying to get it, this blade untangled from this barbed wire, cut the barbed wire. It is a tangled mess. And some of you feel that way right now. You feel like things have just been twisted and tangled up in your life and you don't see a way out and you're wanting to quit. You can keep pressing on. You can keep persevering. You can endure difficulty. You can be willing to be overlooked and lay down your life for the sake of others, for the sake of gospel. You can be willing to live with difficult people and suffer long with those who need your help. And the reason why you can do this is because Jesus Christ rose from the dead. This pain, this trial, this entanglement will not last forever. There is an end. There is an expiration date to your suffering because of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And lastly, we got to look at James. Because James moved from skepticism to believing, skepticism to believing. Jesus had a brother. His name was James. James was skeptical. He didn't believe all the hype about Jesus and even thought Jesus was a bit crazy. It wasn't just true of James, but all of Jesus' brothers and sisters. They grew up and lived with him, but that's about it. We're told in John chapter 7, verse 5, for not even his brothers were believing in him. But something changed for them, especially for James. James became a leader in the early church. We see him in Acts 15 presiding over the Jerusalem council. Tradition tells us that James prayed so much that his knees were like the knees of a camel. James was eventually martyred for his faith. And so you have to ask, what changed? What changed in the life of James? Well, let me read it to you. This is what changed. 1 Corinthians 15, 3 through 7. Notice as we read something here that is important for our faith, and it mentions the name of James. For I delivered to you as of first importance what I also received, that Christ died for our sins according to the Scriptures, and that he was buried. And then he was raised on the third day, according to the scriptures. And then he appeared to Cephas, then to the twelve. After that, he appeared to more than 500 brethren at one time, most of whom remain until now, but some have fallen to sleep. Then he appeared to James, then to all the apostles. Resurrection Explanation he grew up with his brother Jesus, whom he thinks is a fraud. Then his brother dies and comes back to life, and that changes everything. It changed everything in the life of James that he was willing to give his life for Christ. And the same goes for us when we believe. We believe that Jesus Christ was crucified for our sins, and actually rose from the dead. And that changes everything. If Jesus Christ has not been risen from the dead, then we are still in our sins, and we are without hope. I am going to quit immediately because this is pointless. 
But my brothers and sisters, this is not a made-up story. The resurrection changes everything. And the good news goes out to everyone that you can be forgiven through Jesus' perfect life, atoning death, and glorious resurrection. That no matter what you've done and how far you've strayed, and we've all strayed from God, you can turn from your sins and be forgiven. Every single person can get in on this through faith. You can put your faith in Jesus Christ and be forgiven because it's not made up. It is not a fairy tale. It is true. We follow a resurrected Lord Jesus Christ. So has your life been changed because Jesus rose from the dead? True believers are impacted by the resurrection of Jesus Christ so much so that their lives can only be explained because Jesus rose from the dead. So much so that when someone asks you, why are you living like that? You would say, because Jesus is not dead. He rose again. Does that describe your life? Last year, 2019, Four days before Easter, four days before Easter, was one of the worst days of my life. Something happened that disrupted the life of my entire family. And four days later, I stumbled up to preach at the Woodlands Auditorium on the resurrection of Jesus. And you may say, well, how were you able to do that? And the only explanation I have of why I could get up and to proclaim the resurrection is because it actually happened. And without the resurrection, I would have no hope, no comfort, no peace, and no tomorrow. And no matter what you're going through right now, and, and all of us are going through a lot, you can have hope, comfort, peace, and a future. Why? Because Jesus Christ rose from the dead. Once again, let me remind you to come by the church, look at that table outside the, the main entrance to the church, and pick up your free copy of Hidden Within. In a moment, you'll have a chance to give your offering. You can do that in a variety of ways, as we've informed you each week. You'll find a link on the Facebook page. You'll find a giving menu item on our website. We'll put the information on the screen. You can drop by and call ahead and someone will meet you at the door to take your gift or you can just mail it in. Some of you today get the unique opportunity to give us your gift in person in a few moments. As we dismiss our service in the parking lot, those of you who are gathered, we'll find a couple of ushers out there ready as you roll down your window to stick your arm out and drop in that offering. Thank you for your generosity. Let's pray God's blessing on the offering as we think about that and act upon it this morning. God bless these folks who give so generously and so faithfully. May your kingdom be built so that until you come again, we'll be supporting your church. In Jesus' name, amen.
receive the benediction. Our life has been changed because of Jesus Christ, his, his life, his death, and his glorious resurrection. And we give him all allegiance and all praise and all the glory belong to him. Amen. We hope you enjoyed this message. It was preached recently at Village Bible Church. You can hear this message or let others know about it by visiting our website at vbchsv.org or call us at 922-0404. Meanwhile, have a blessed day as you walk along the way, guided by God's Word.